Hey. Have any fantasy football questions you need to answer before the draft? Don't miss Locked on Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you do not miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them, submit them ahead of time at Locked On Network. That's Locked On Network on Twitter. All right, gang, on today's episode, three segments. That's right, all three segments with the one, the only, Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal and the Couch and the Rube podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. August 16th, that's the date, 18 days, that's the countdown for MSU football kicking off their season against Northwestern, Locked On Spartans, that's the podcast, and that folks, that's a beer in celebration for the 2021 U.S. Amateur Champion in golf, James Pyatt of Michigan State. I've said it probably 30 times to myself tonight. I, I cannot believe a Michigan State Spartan just won the USGA U.S. Amateur Championship. That is, uh, that's worth celebrating. And that is why we are cracking open a cold Miller Lite on this fine Sunday evening, Monday morning, when you listen to this, or afternoon or night, whenever you want to listen to this. Um, yeah, before we get to Graham Couch for all three segments, uh, got to talk about this. This is massive. If you are a golf fanatic, if you are just golf crazy like I am, I don't need to tell you how big winning the U.S. Amateur is, especially for a kid from Michigan State, you know, okay. from a Southern school, or if you're a prodigy, like, yeah, okay, fine. That's all and well. It happens all the time. Wow, a kid from a Big Ten school, let alone Michigan State, that's crazy. James Paya becomes the first Big Ten active golfer since 1978 to win the U.S. Amateur. That is massive. I, I am getting big time 2018 Penn State uh, football vibes right now when Michigan State went on the road to Happy Valley to beat them. I... I Throughout the game, you just can't believe that they're doing it. Wow, they, they shouldn't be in this, but here they are. They're doing it, they're doing it, they're chipping away, they're grinding in. Holy smokes, MSU wins a game at Happy Valley. James Pyatt wins that U.S. Amateur Championship. He Out of 200-some golfers, he gets through stroke play to get to the round of 64 to match play. He won. He won. He won. And then he won. And then he won, and then he won six straight match plays to win the U.S. Amateur. So what does that give him, other than the trophy, the gold medal, the 10-year exemption to this prestigious event? Well, guys, we're going to see Michigan State Spartan golfing in next year's U.S. Open. We're going to see a Spartan golfing in next year's Masters. We're going to see a Spartan golfing in the British Open at St. Andrews next year. What a massive win for James. We are going to try to get him on this podcast sometime this week or the next. I'm trying a lot of different avenues. If you have any even vague connection to James, please reach out to me. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com would love to talk to him. Because I would love to talk to a champion that has just won the same tournament that guys like Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, you know, just guys like that. 
that have won the same tournament that James of Michigan State just won. All right, guys, now that I'm done nerding out about golf and, of course, a Spartan that just won the whole thing. Still crazy to me. Uh, Three segments with the one and only Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. uh, Just to talk about being a columnist in general, uh, his recent column on masks at Spartan Stadium. And, of course, hey, we got a temperature check. My optimism, your optimism, everyone's optimism about the upcoming football season. And, well... He, he doesn't hate the optimism either. So, uh, yeah, three fun segments with Graham, who uh, spent a little bit of his afternoon on Friday recording with me. So I, let's not waste any more time. Let's just get to Graham Couch right now. Folks, he's my grandma's favorite columnist and one of my favorite Twitter follows. Yes, of course, I'm talking about Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal and, of course, the Couch and the Rube podcast. Graham, thank you so much for being generous with your time on this Friday afternoon as we record this. How you doing, man? If I had known I was your grandma's favorite podcaster, I would or favorite journalist, I would have been, uh, you know, on long ago. You know, I, it is what it is. Hey, we got to start somewhere, so uh, I'll just mark you down for a weekly appearance if that's cool. Right here and now, appreciate. Um, yeah, absolutely. we'll hash I'm out in, the details later. I'm so in. yeah, yeah, and, and no, no, no payment for you either, just for the love of the sport. So that's that's good that we got that all locked and loaded, ready to go here. So no, I, I really do appreciate you uh, joining me on this. Fantastic Friday will be a Monday when the show comes out, but um, yeah, I mean it's been a long time coming. I feel like we should have had you on a while ago, but hey, here we are. We finally got you on. Um, well, partly because I, I finally reached out. It's not like you were rejecting me or anything. So I, I'm excited to have you on because one reason I'm a huge fan of yours is because I don't I don't think you're like Skip Bayless or Colin Coward who just like says BS just to say BS. Like you have unapologetic strong takes that I, I firmly believe that you believe as well. And I, I respect the hell out of that. So just on top of that, what, what is the craziest or not craziest, but strongest take that has gotten the most backlash from you? Like I have, you know, six fouls in college basketball, for example, or that yeah. no one is really committed until signing day or my personal favorite. No American is truly a premier league soccer fan. Like, do you have a, a take that you've sent out there that really stirred the pot? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have. And sometimes I've wished I hadn't sent them after, like, especially on, like, Twitter. You know, I'll send a tweet. Sure. I, and I, I, I mean, I remember getting into trouble with something about starting salaries um, and whether you could make a living off 28000 a year to start. And as somebody whose first oh, job yeah. first job out of school was at, like, less than twenty one a year, I was like, yeah, you can do it. I mean, it depends where you live. I mean – People coming from like New York City, that obviously doesn't work. But if you lived in Freeport, Illinois, where I did, you know, even with inflation, you'd probably be able to get by for a little while. Um, but either way, people had very strong opinions on it. And, and I sent it out. I'm like, I don't know if my wife was working on something. I, I don't even remember. I had like an, it was like an hour to kill. And I sent it out. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. This is not good. I wish I had not sent this. And then, like, that's all my mentions were for the next day and a half and and i uh, did not mean to get myself into that firestorm sometimes i mean to poke the bear i always believe it uh even if sometimes i know it's a little incendiary or you know and, sure um, but yeah but yeah no i don't i don't um i don't do hot takes for effect i'll do sometimes i know they'll have an effect but i don't do them because i don't have you know at some level believe what i'm saying we will be back with graham couch in just a hot second, but first, I gotta talk to you fine folks about Sweat Block Wipes. That is right, Sweat Block Wipes. Oh yeah, 
We are within three weeks of football season, and if, you, well, if, you, if you're like me, if you're like a lot of Spartan fans, you're going to be sweating out a lot of games. Well, Sweatblock Wipes is here to help mitigate that damage with their doctor-created, doctor-recommended product. Guys, your deodorant, your antiperspirant, probably says something cute like 48-hour protection, 72-hour protection. How about Sweatblock Wipes? Seven days of protection. You swipe that thing on a Saturday right before kickoff, you're going to be good. Your shirt is going to stay dry until kickoff of the following Saturday. Guys, it is tremendous. Seven days per use. You get the dry shirt guarantee. If if your shirt gets wet with your own perspiration, hit them up. Money back guarantee. No problem. Don't believe me? That's fine. Not a lot of people do believe anything I say. A, trust a doctor. And if you don't trust doctors, well, how about this? How about their 13,000 reviews on Amazon? An incredible 13,000 reviews on Amazon. Guys, manufactured in the USA. Recommended by doctors. I'll say it one more time. So you could wear what you want to wear. It is your little secret to confidence. It's extraordinary. But you know what else is more extraordinary? How about a promo code? To sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off your order. That's right, that is sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off your order. Find them at sweatblock.com or at Amazon or at CVS. For sure. And like strong takes, I'm sure come with strong reactions too, right? I mean, everyone's got an opinion, especially on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure your mentions are filled with all these people. I mean, j- just being someone that has to share their opinion for a living. Do you ever get used to seeing like negative feedback or people go after you personally? Because like full transparency, like this morning, I saw that I was left a one-star review on the podcast and it like ruined my morning. Like, I, <laughs> does it just like roll off your back when you see stuff like that though? Or I mean, it, it, it does. Get used I, to it? I, yeah, I have very thick skin. Um, and like my wife doesn't like it. She doesn't see it often. Sure. <laughs> uh, but if she does, she's on that. My sister doesn't like it. Um, so the, you know, the people in my life don't, don't, but yeah, you have to. And it is, there are times that it's, it's tiring. Like it's different than when I, when I was doing just a, as, a, as a beat writer, that's, it's a, a, that's an exhausting type of work in a different way. Oh, yeah. Right. It's constant. It's, you know, some 16 year old decides they want to, commit on a Friday night and you're out to dinner, all of a sudden your world has changed and it just never really ends. You always got to be paying attention. And, you know, I have to pay attention to some degree, but what's, what's tiring about this is you write less, but it's constantly putting yourself out there. It's constant opinions. It's, 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 you're giving of yourself and that's tiring in a different way. There are days you wake up and you're like, oh, I just like not to, <laughs> not to have to, to do that today. Or, or there are opinions, you know, are going to upset people and, like, ah, I know I'm going to have to deal with these reactions, but this is what I believe, and this is what I think is the right thing to write, and that's the job, so you, you, you do it. And, and they're, they're also, you always remember, the fact that people pay you yeah. for what you think is, is really a blessing. Like, I mean, that's, that's, a, you know, that's an awesome place to be in in life where um, your job and you have a platform for what you believe, and you're able to say it, and people pay you and, and, and think enough of your opinions. And there are a lot of people probably wish I didn't have that job and, and, and don't think of that, but I, I'm not, I don't take that lightly. Um, and, um, you know, I try not to, 
Uh, I mean, Twitter is a dangerous place, right? I mean, if a Twitter was oh, of course, around, it's, was... it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But I'll come crawling back every day. I mean, right. oh yeah. But if Twitter was around when I was twenty-three, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I would have been fired at twenty-five <laughs> and never allowed back in the industry at some point. And I mean, I even look. You know, you get those Facebook mentions where sure. uh, or, or Facebook memories, not mentions, like memories um, where it's like this is what you said eleven years ago on this date. And I'll look at some of my opinions. Like apparently in two thousand ten I use Facebook. Sometimes like I use Twitter. I don't know. And I gotcha. look at my, I look at my memories and I go, the hell is that? Like who how do I have any friends? Like that's that's a really dumb opinion. Not that it was uh racist or anything like that. Sure. But it was just like yeah, yeah. just like just like who cared what I thought about that? Why did I think I had to speak up? And um but yeah no otherwise I mean it's you know ninety percent of the time it's a sweet job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Facebook meant well with their whole memories thing, but I feel the same way. It's like, I, I don't care for what thoughts I had in 2012 or like how I used to yes. type. Like, anyway, like, so you go back to like writing columns that you know are going to get feedback and like probably going to jam your mentions in your inbox with a lot of people complaining. And I, I think this funnels in greatly with one of your latest columns, if not the latest column, depending if you write one by the time this um, podcast drops. But the column about um, you're in favor of re- of MSU requiring either face mask or proof of vaccination for the football season. No secret that that's a hot button debate and that everyone has their feet dug in the sand. I don't think anyone's going to change anyone's mind on the matter anymore this late into COVID. So, I mean, w- do you think it happens for Michigan State? I, I guess, like, I-, I know that your opinion is that they should show proof of vaccination. Do you think MSU gets there, though, and actually does that? I think it's unlikely. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it's un- impossible uh, because, I, I mean, I think you see what happened to Tulane, and that was based on a, mm-hmm. a, a local ordinance. Um, you see what, um, you know, and Hawaii is doing it, but that's a lot of what's happening there. I think the way it would happen here is if the case numbers rose to the point that there was a lot of pressure to, yeah. to really do that. I, otherwise, I, I, it's unlikely. Uh, and, and, MSU does it. But yeah, it, it's something that, you know, one of the things I wanted to point out with that column was, and, and, and you're right, how many people at this point are going to change their opinion on, yeah. on, mm-hmm. on, on COVID? But with vaccinations, it's one of those things that the way that there probably is an impact is if somebody like Michigan State or your job or a bar that you like to go to, whatever, if, if society basically says you need to be vaccinated, participate, there are a lot of people who I think aren't political about it, who are uh, thinking about it and that sort of thing. You know, I, I don't, uh, and I have friends who are unvaccinated and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a really good friend who is, and I, my wife has a very close friend who is, and we may disagree with them on that. We still care about them. We still, you know, sure. smart, smart people there. Um, I have an uncle who's a doctor who's unvaccinated and is very religious in that sense. And and so it's not like I, I'm uh, anti the people who, who aren't. It's not like I think everybody comes at it from the same perspective. But one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to point out in that column was this notion that, um, you know, it, MSU has already decided this is the right thing to do. It's not about what I think. MSU yeah. has said, based on they think their student body and their faculty and staff, for the sake of their community, for the sake of the local economy, for all that, should be vaccinated. And so if you think that, there go you. you think this. Uh, to some degree, you think this is the right thing. And if you don't think it is, then it, it's probably financially motivated or just logistically motivated. I do think, I do wonder, like you go back to late June when the positivity rate was like yeah, 1.5% right. in Michigan. I didn't think 
they needed that. I thought, well, you know, hopefully we're on our way to some herd immunity. The numbers are really low. If hopefully more people are vaccinated than not, we'll be fine. I'm vaccinated. I'm not worried about it. The numbers now are like at 6.57%. You look down at some of the Florida counties, you know, I don't think we'll ever get where those are. But but if the numbers that, where they are now in terms of positivity rate had been there in late June when a school could plan, because now the other thing is you're inside a month. Like, how do you mm-hmm. logistic, logistically pull that off if you're Michigan right. State? And there's, that becomes a, a little bit harder, too. Um, I mean, you can do it, I think, if you, you absolutely have to do it. But because there are ways to do it. You, you don't even have to check everybody at the gate. The Premier League in, in England has done some random checking. Um, you can do – I mean, just saying it does some of it. Saying it, you're this. You have to, you know, you're, you have to be vaccinated to come to a game, and we have the right to ask you to not be. Does some of the work for you? You're, you're basically taking a stance, um, and you'd have to find some sort of mechanism to to, to check people. So, but yeah, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to point out that MSU already believe this because I believe they do, and you don't come up with that policy if you don't. And then if so, then why not go here? If this is what you believe, why aren't why aren't you doing this? Two segments down, one to go with our guy Graham Couch. But first, I got to talk to you, beautiful people, about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. This is probably what the hundredth, millionth, trillionth time you've heard us talk about Built Bar. Well, do you know what? I got to say, all million and trillion times have been worth it because it is the best tasting protein bar in the world. If you don't believe me, well, I've got an order promo code for you at the end of this read that you will want to take advantage of. Guys, you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. Yes, I'm talking coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I'm talking about a lot of these great flavors, guys. And every once in a while, they have a limited edition flavor that is, mm, hits every single time. Most flavors, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs, and 100% taste. If you don't believe me, try for yourself, guys. You're missing out if you have not given this a rip yet. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. That is LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com to save 15% off of your first order on whatever delicious Built Bar you choose, baby. That's BuiltBar.com. And now i got to talk to you people. Still beautiful. About BetOnline.ig. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And also golf and don't forget NFL preseason. Uh, before your next, sorry, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sideline anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep their runs to the playoffs, or again the preseason, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. With the promo code locked on, that's one word, locked on, one word, I'll say it again, locked on for 50% of a welcome bonus at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Part of the reason I brought you on here was not just to pick your brain about all things, but also I, I, I need you to either bring me down to earth 
or further inflate my delusion that Michigan State like isn't going to be bad this year. Like I, this happens every single GD August. We're like, I'm starting to think like, yeah, eight and four. Like, am I crazy for having optimism right now, or is is it somewhat reasonable? No, I, I think there's it's reasonable because I think that it's there. We uh, go. Yeah, no, because I think there's so much we don't know about this group. I've never had less of an idea of what something's going to look. And I, I look, I've been horribly wrong at certain times. I mean, I wrote a headline going into the 2018 season, something about was it 18 or 19. I think it was 18 about this might be the most prolific offense MSU has had. And they were just freaking awful. Yeah. And, and, and I just didn't see it. I was a bigger believer in Brian Lewerke coming out of his sophomore year uh, in, in which you know, I mean, he showed a lot in that sophomore year, and I thought he was going to take a big step. Um, and I thought that group was going to be good based on what they had shown in that 10 and 3 year. Um, this year is different because never before have I seen a group that has so many transfers that are going to be so, I mean, but but they're from, they're either from big places mm-hmm. or they're guys who are stepping up. Like I think Jared Horst, the the left tackle, is is might be the most important guy they added. Yeah, and they haven't had a good left tackle since Jeff uh, since Jack Conklin, and remember they were thirty six and five with him as a starter, and so they were okay. Yeah, they were okay. <laughs> those are good times, and I'm not saying yeah. that's the same effect, but they need that line that's been mm-hmm. bad for five six years to to find itself. They they um you know you look at the at Chester Kimbrough out of Florida, you look at uh you know they have transfers from from Tennessee from Alabama. They, they have so many guys that are this is not something we've ever seen. If they, if they were basically taking the freshman class based on last year's team, I would think I'm with you. I think this is the year the defense is really going to struggle. They may have a few things on offense that can work for them. Maybe the line is a veteran enough group. They've got some receivers. They'll be okay at running back. If Elijah Collins comes back instead, they've got two transfer running backs. They've got a, that, that group looks very talented. They've got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think they will be a strong at receiver. I think they'll be okay at quarterback. One of those guys has got to be adequate. Right. And, yeah. You know, defensively, where they're a weak, they've got transfers, or where you you think they're a hole. So there's just no way to know it. Now, the question for me, like I still think they're not going to be that good defensively, partly because what a defense has to prove in, in terms of mental fortitude is what the great D'Antonio defense has had, and that was when when a team did get a big play against them. There. They just okay. That's fine. You got forty yards. We're gonna we're gonna bow up and, and stop mm-hmm. you right now. That's fine. And it didn't turn into oh shoot. Now they're driving down the field. And there's another big play. And we've seen lesser defenses and, and defenses aren't as, as strong mentally. One thing leads to another. One you know, corner gives up a play. And when guys transfer, the one thing that makes me nervous for a, a team that relies on transfers, there's always a reason they transfer. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah, it's it, it can be. Yeah. It can be. They just didn't like a COVID year somewhere. They can. It can be. They got beat out by somebody. But there's always a reason, and, and I always wonder about that a little bit. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think there's optimism. When I, when I broke down the schedule, I thought there are four games they should win. Probably. I mean, we don't know what other teams are going to be. Four yeah. games they'll probably be probably expected to lose, and four toss-ups. And um, but the caveat being. The, the, there's a chance that they're I mean, Ohio state, probably not, but outside of Ohio state, like Miami every year that people think they're going to be good. They, they underachieve. Right. right. So I'm not, I'm not saying they can't go down on a noon kickoff in, in Miami and win that game. I, um, I think they're going to be interesting. And I think it's, I think the best 
thing that they're likely to be finally is if they're mediocre, they'll be different mediocre. I think people are sick of losing 19 to 17 and, and they would rather yeah. lose 40 to 37. Absolutely. And, that and, sounds great. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so if they can be that, then I think, and I think there's a chance that that happens to them. I, I love that little uh, like quip that you had, like they'll be interesting. Honestly. Great. That's, that's all I need right now. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, that'd be just fantastic. Score a little more than 20 points per game. Whew. I'm sold over here. So actually speaking of scoring more than 20 points per game, like you said, you need one of these quarterbacks to be adequate. So I'll probably be the 3000th guy to ask you this question, but what's your gut feeling on the quarterback battle? I mean, I, I'm sure this isn't a nauseating question for you to answer every five minutes, but here we are. No, no, it's, it, it's it's partly um, – I mean, the other day at practice, it was open in the media that Peyton Thorne took the reps mm-hmm. with the ones at the period we were at. Now, Mel Tucker has said the tape determines it day by day. So we have no idea the day before if that was it, what was the next day. But on that day at that time, at that time that they knew the media was going to be there, they had Peyton Thorne lining up with the ones. They also had Elijah Collins with the one. So, who you know, yeah. and uh, they had Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, I think, might have been with the threes. You know, so, I mean, and those mm-hmm. are things that um, you really don't know where that is. I've always thought that Peyton Thorne, it was sort of his job to lose. Uh, he showed enough. Like, it's, it, and, and it's not that – I mean, Anthony Russo is more of a gunslinger. They're different types of players. Um, I, but I thought – Thorne showed a lot. I really wish that last game hadn't been canceled last year, the Maryland game. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I, I thought Thorne showed it was a quarter and a half of brilliant football, and then they kind of fell apart a little bit. But we hadn't seen that level of quarterback play in a long time, and, and I wanted to see the next week. What was what was he going to look like? And it would have been really interesting if he had shown up the next week because I can't remember exactly when Russo uh, committed to transfer, but I almost believe it was right after that. It was right around there. But if he, he was one of the first week, ones, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. If he had shown up the next week in Maryland and had a blistering performance, if you're a transfer quarterback, you might be like, wait a second, I don't know if I want to do this. Although Russo, I don't know if he was going to be the guy at Temple. He had to go, this seemed like a good place to compete for a job. Um, but yeah, Thorne to me is the guy um, that I would say it's, it's sort of his job to lose. I think they would love it if Russo won the job or started, because what I think ultimately is the same scenario with, Andrew Maxwell in 2013, where they wanted Maxwell to win the job in 2013. That's part of the reason he won it coming out of camp, is because they wanted then the next year in 14 to have Cook and O'Connor and Terry all competing for it fresh without instead Connor Cook becomes this Rose Bowl, you know. I mean, you can't he's the guy for two more years. What you don't want when you're recruiting all these guys in an era where anybody can transfer without sitting out is if a redshirt sophomore establishes himself as the quarterback, then what happens to the guys coming in? How patient are they? Yeah. And in a position where you only get to play, um, you know, one at a time. And I think that's fascinating too, because it's not like Thorne is a Mel Tucker guy. Like he was one of the last, if not, no, he wasn't the last Antonio class that he brought in. So like you're bottling up Hamp Faye, you're bottling up Kate and Hauser. I wonder if politics play a part in it at all. I, I also wonder, too, I just want to pick your brain on this as well. It's like, I, I just think that MSU, with the great receivers they have, with the awesome running backs they have, with the should-be adequate line that they have, like, isn't all they need just a, a game manager quarterback, someone that isn't just throwing the ball over the lot? Or do you think they do need, like, an explosive big play potential guy like Rousseau, even though he has his given interception issue every once in a while? I mean, I think they do need a playmaker. I think they need somebody okay. who can make something out of, you know, um, especially if they're going to 
surprise people because what you what you're kind of hoping is they'll be like uh, a team that even if they're average that has the offensive capability to pull an upset right and mm-hmm. and you know you look back at like that team in 98 when i don't know how old you were 98 but it was not not that old uh six yeah good times six, okay yeah, good had, time. had, a, yeah. Had, had a great great tailgating season yeah that's right six was great but um the uh actually i just helped a buddy uh, coach a bunch of six-year-olds in soccer. Nice. Six is like a great age. I mean, they're, they're kids are incredible. They actually listen and they're fun and they have sure amazing. <laughs> they have amazing questions. You'll tell them about you're playing. Hey, left midfield. They'll be like, "What the heck is that?" And they'll look at you. But um, Bell the, question. Uh, yeah. but like when they played Ohio State '98, that team had and now they had some studs defensively too. But that Michigan State team, even though they were four touchdown underdogs, had Plaxico Burress and mm-hmm. Cedric Urban. And they had enough dudes uh, that they could do that. They could have a game like that. And that's what you're looking for, a team that has uh, – Bill Burke wasn't exactly a, a playmaker quarterback. But um, I do think it helps to have a guy who can make something out of nothing um, unless you truly have game breakers. And I don't know – what I have not – what I haven't decided yet about Jalen Naylor and, and Jaden Reed is are they really good college receivers? Or are these guys with NFL potential? And I don't really know that yet. I thought of Reed coming in based on people I talked to at Western Michigan. He was going to be that. I don't know that for sure. I saw some things from Naylor late last year where he really looked like he was becoming a complete receiver, and he's got great speed if he can stay healthy. So, um, but do they have? You know, I'm not saying Charles Rogers. That was a different level of speed and yeah, of course, yeah. size. But those are NFL guys. It didn't matter. You know, I don't know what I don't know about Michigan State right now is how many guys do they have where. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be Alabama. You can be Clemson. You can be Ohio State. Against those teams, Charles Rogers, uh, Plaxico Burris, TJ Duckett, those were just dudes. They're gonna they're gonna get theirs against anybody. And I you know, I don't know if they have those guys. So if you don't have those guys, I think you do need a quarterback who can can make something um out of nothing once in a while. Right on. And once again, thank you for just being so generous with your time. I just have one more question before we get out the door. And it's, are, are we ready for the knee-jerk reaction of week one? Like, th- th- what a powder keg that's going to be. Like, if they come out with a stinker and lose the Northwestern, it's like, oh, my God, of course, they're going to be under four and a half wins. Or, on the contrary, if they win, like, phew, Graham, I'm, I'm getting my New Year's Six Bowl shirt ready yeah. for January. Like, that, that's going to be a powder keg, is it not, for, for this fan base? I mean, people have been waiting for it for so long. Um, and, and, and Northwestern's a hard team to read. They're usually not great in their openers. Totally. Um, and yeah. and talent-wise, I mean, she should be able to compete. I actually think from a betting standpoint, it's a great money line play. Michigan State would be like a six-point underdog, I think I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a chance that they – I mean, I think it's an even matchup potentially. And then the I love the over four and a half for the season regardless. I think it's way too low. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously it could happen. But I just think if you played the season out ten times, maybe two of them they come out, you know, under gotcha. under four and a half. It just there's too many too many toss ups, too many potentially winnable games, too many guys who are intriguing on the on the roster. But you're right as to week one and, and sort of the idea that can are people ready for that reaction and, and what? Yeah, I mean pe- people are going to overreact and and they're going to, uh, but that's part of the fun of it. Uh, and the next week, if they look great, I mean, think about D'Antonio's last year. People went from like, ah, oh, they're awful, to then they blew out Western Michigan. It wasn't very good, like yeah. 52-17, and it was like the world had been fixed. Yep. And then they weren't very good after that. So, like, it, it's it, – we're always um, quick to 
you know, overanalyze and react to what we see. Um, I think it's an interesting Guilty. first opponent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hey, it's yeah. it's human nature, and, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you understand you're sometimes guilty of it. I'm sometimes guilty of it. I mean, I've got to write I'm way guilty. Of it. <laughs> I've got to write columns every week. I've got to react to games. And sure. sometimes, sometimes you get to be, you know, a prisoner of the moment a little bit, or you see something yeah. you think is, is damning. Um, but uh, I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that game. I think they have a chance to win it. I love it as a first opponent for them because I think it's the type of game that does tell you a little something. And if they're, I think Northwestern, is a you know a competitive Big Ten program, and so you get a sense: Are you a competitive Big Ten team this year? Right on. Well, Graham, hey, thank you once again for for your time. Uh, love your tweets, love your work, love the podcast, uh, and also would love to have you on anytime in the future. But I know that this fall is about to be super crazy for you and your um, schedule. So I, I, I would like to make it sound like that, but I got time, and especially uh, hey, you know, there we go. Please tell your grandma I said hello as well. Absolutely. No doubt. I'm sure she'll listen to this podcast. She's a great loyal listener of the Lockdown Spartans podcast. So yeah, well, hey, Graham, uh, until until next time, whenever that is, uh, can't wait for it. Cannot wait for it. Enjoy your weekend, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Once again, thank you so much to Graham Couch. Love Graham's thoughts on Twitter. Love Graham's thoughts in his columns and his podcast. Already excited to have him on again. Truly am. Whether that's during the season or if we can get lucky and have him on before the season, what have you, uh, would love to have Graham back, and hopefully that will be the case. And guys, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We got Stephen Brooks coming this this week. We have Morgan Beetlescum coming later this week. If you don't know him, well, he's an athletic Spartan legend, so stay tuned to that. We got a lot more coming for you guys this week. All right, go green.